Thank you for listening today to the Kingdom Business Coaching Podcast. And now your hosts, the co-founders of Kingdom Business Coaching, Patrice Gay, Scott Landis, and Deborah Schlott. Welcome to the KBC Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet, with Scott Landis and Deborah Schlott, the co-founders of Kingdom Business Coaching and the co-hosts of this podcast. Well, Scott, Deborah, welcome to another episode. Hi, guys. Hey, Patrice and Scott. This is wonderful. Excellent. Well, we're doing this particular episode virtually, so to our audience, uh, the sound quality may not be the same because we're in two different locations. Scott and Deborah are in Portland, Oregon. Deborah, you just came back from uh, from vacation, actually, right? I sure did. It was How a was great time with family. Awesome, awesome. So, and then Scott, you are in Portland, Oregon. Scott, you had a vacation also recently, didn't you? Yeah, we had a, a staycation. We didn't go too far, but um, we've done, been doing a lot of fun things around town uh, as, as a family. We've been having a lot of fun. Sometimes staycations are the best because you actually get a chance to uh, connect with each other and not cut up in traveling and driving and all the other sort. It has been fantastic. We've had a great experience. Awesome. I personally like road trips uh, because it is it is much better than, I guess I fly so much that for me, road trips is a change of pace. Uh, but <laughs> I like it because you get to connect longer with family. So my wife and I, we drove uh, 12 hours to Lake Tahoe and uh, we hear uh, on the vacation, just her and I both. And that's kind of exciting. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, we've been Dealing since we began the podcast with this book that we're going to be having coming out on the KBC Keys. And last on our last episode, we dealt with the relationship key, and we're going to continue on that. Um, and so we kind of concluded our, our program last time dealing with the some of the benefits of the relationship key. So now I want to look at the various relationships that are important for us in business that we must honor. You know, I really believe in a culture of honor. Uh, it's interesting. I just did a, a, uh, a taping for the Business Success Accelerator where I really dealt with this idea of a culture of honor. Uh, so let's talk about the relationship with honor. So, Scott, before we kind of talk about the implications of these relationships, let's start with you because you kind of, in the book, authored this section of the, of the book. Scott, give us the list of the relationships that, um, that we articulate in the book that we must honor. Well, Patrice, there are uh, many relationships we have to manage. I'll start with God. We have a relationship with God. We also have a relationship with ourself, and that's important. And then uh, our family. We have a relationship with partners and investors. We also have a relationship with our employees and a relationship with our vendors. And then finally, we have a relationship with customers and the community around now, Scott, question for you. Before we get into the implication of each of these relationships, as discussed throughout this particular show, is there, is there a, a science to the order? In other words, you kind of gave it in a certain order. Is that order important, uh, yes or no? And yeah, why? I think so. Yeah, so, um, I mean, one of the foundational uh, verses in the Bible that we point to for the relationship key is is the the one where Jesus talks about the first and greatest commandment. So it's about, um, you know, love God, love the Lord your God. And and so God is first, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So um, 
the important piece there is loving yourself. So the at least the first two are important, and then it can get a little bit uh, less specific after that. But certainly, we believe that family become comes before. Uh, some of the business relationships. So we've got those first three for sure, and then and then it and then it sort of extends to partners, investors, in a sense that it might might in some cases be an extension of your family. You know. Awesome, awesome. Now here's what's interesting. So the scripture you pointed out, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You know, that's the first priority that Jesus gave us, right? The second priority is love your neighbor as yourself. So the, the, so the same priority is not your neighbor, but the same priority is yourself. So it mm -hmm. sounds like your neighbor then becomes everybody else, right? In other words, your family, the partners, the investors, the employees, the vendors, the customers, the community, all of that is an extension of your neighbor. Would you agree? You got it. And what I like what you pointed out is that though the, the prioritizing can be a little bit different, but the family must come before the business relationships. You know, Scott, Deborah, let me go to you. So any thoughts from you in terms of the prioritizing of this or even uh, th why these relationships are important? Well, Patrice, I think that um, putting them as, on a list allows us to see and really uh, prioritize for ourselves um, and to acknowledge, do we practice them in the right order? as well. Um, sometimes I think that our uh, priorities get a little bit, our relationships get a little bit out of uh, priority order. So, um, you know, I think it's good for us to review them and then to make adjustments um, as necessary in, in how we walk out those relationships and how we handle them. Awesome. Awesome. Again, we're talking about the relationship key out of this uh, teaching that we have, this book that we're coming out with, and this concept that we develop called the three keys, the KBC keys of kingdom business success, within with the first key, which is relationships. So Scott gave us a list, you know, God, self, family, partners, investors, employees, vendors, customers, and of course, the community where you do business, those relationships there as to the relationships that are important to us. Now, guys, what I want to do, of course, we don't want to give the entire book away, but what I do want to do is give our audience a sense of the what does it look like um, to honor each of these relationships? So let's start with God. And I want to hear from both of you guys. And we're going to do the best we can within the time that we're going to do the best we can within the time allocated for us in this show to try to walk through each of these relationships. So let's talk about God. So Scott, we'll start with you since you're kind of um, inking this segment of the book. Tell me, so why is the relationship with God important? And and um, and and why is that top priority other than what Jesus said? Well, I mean, from my own personal experience, I've been an entrepreneur who is goal oriented, and then would ask God to bless my goals, uh, which was more self focused. And um, since uh, discovering a, a little bit better op a way of operating in, in business as a biblical entrepreneur, um, I. I go to seek God first and find out what his goals are, you know, what, what purpose has he lined up for me? And so it's really about aligning my goals to what his purpose and his plan is for me and for my life. Um, and if I don't have that connection with God, uh, then, you know, I, I can't prioritize correctly, you know, and then I've experienced it both ways and it hurt. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I had a, 
a situation where um, I, I put goals ahead of God and then, um, you know, and they were, they were self-motivated primarily. And that got me into trouble. I lost a lot, you know, lost everything at one point and then had to rebuild. And, um, it's, it's a lot more peaceful, a lot more joy filled to, to, uh, to seek God for the goals that, that I want in my business and my life. And, um, so prioritizing that relationship definitely for me has kept me out of trouble in the last, uh, several years. So that's good. And you're speaking from personal experience there, having lived mm -hmm. the pain of not having God as a priority. Deborah, what are your thoughts? Well, similar to uh, Scott's as well, I think that uh, for those of us who are kind of that um, type A driven, um, goal oriented, we kind of leap out of bed in the morning, um, feet on the floor and start running. And uh, without really pausing and spending time with the Lord, um, uh, in either devotion or in prayer, uh, reading our Bible and, and kind of getting direction for the day, centering ourselves. And for me, the lesson was to understand that the Lord was my provider. Um, oh. And like Scott, I lost a lot by not, um, by being more self-centered and thinking I provided for myself. And, you know, those lessons are hard, but they are such deep and good lessons if we, um, if we walk away with, the right uh, outcomes from those. I'm seeing, I'm hearing a pattern here. D does one have to lose a lot in order to prioritize God? <laughs> I hope well, not. One, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I hope not. I hope our listeners are, are hearing what Scott and I have to say and can learn from that as well. Um, but starting out and, and uh, really humbling ourselves uh, uh, ahead um, early and listening to God can um, can keep you from making those kinds of mistakes that we made. Yeah, here's some good advice that I heard um, recently that you know you can you can blaze the trail yourself, but if somebody's been there before, you can you can get through things a lot quicker. You can get to your goal a lot quicker if you just learn from uh, the patterns uh, the, of success and the mistakes that have been made before you. So find out who's done it before you and, and, and then follow those patterns. The imagery that came to my mind as you both shared is you are in a jungle and you're trying to find a path and, uh, but then you see a, a, a well-torn a well -torn path that has already been established. And you can either follow that path, assuming that that path has been it's, it's traveled by many before, or you can create your own path. What are you going to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot easier to follow a well-torn path uh, than it is to try to create your own path. Um, now, guys, I'm, I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm not a Christian. But yet, you guys talk about the, the key fundamental relationship or the first relationship being a relationship with God. Does that mean that I cannot be successful uh, without that relationship with God? I think we see many examples uh, of those who uh, were able to be successful without uh, God in their lives. And so I'm not saying that it, that it cannot happen, uh, but I think that um, there's a closer examination of many parts of their lives um, to see where um, there may be 
um, not as uh, outcomes are not as good, or some of the shortcuts that they've taken. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that it's not the. Uh, I, I don't think it's the ideal, and I think that that it can be an easier path to go. But certainly, there are people who've done it without him. Scott, what are your thoughts? Well, um, if you take God off the list, um, then you're left with the other, you know, self, family, partners, and, and so on. And that is a long list, and there is a lot of tension between. I mean, there's opposite poles between family and business, for example. Mm -hmm. And what I found that, uh, I, I mean, while it can be done, as Deborah pointed out, having that that God-centered approach to managing the tensions between all of these poles on the entrepreneur, on the CEO, there are so many relationships to manage and to have that, um, that, that inner peace that comes from that connection with God and um, knowing that you're not going to be able to manage all of those completely perfectly. You know, there's going to be strains on all of those relationships from time to time um, but to walk that out with the guidance of God and having that connection that grounding to the Spirit of God um, is is definitely something that helps with peace and joy and I think that's a major differentiator is that peace comes from that relationship uh, without that relationship it can be very anxiety uh, ridden and um, you know stressful and, and sleepless nights and there's much less of that with that God connection. Awesome. Doesn't it also then depends on your definition of success? I mean, we, we, I think we began, I'm not sure if we did it during the podcast uh, so far, but one of the things we point in the book, we really define success. And, and doesn't that matter how you define success in terms of whether or not how much of, how much of a role God plays in that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you, um, if, uh, if success is only driven by, for example, a dollar amount like you know i need a six-figure income this year um you know uh that's definitely going to ch change the the dynamics of your relationships and it's going to prioritize things in a different way deborah thoughts to that and i think yeah yeah you know i think that that's so true and you know uh we we have um as christians we have a different viewpoint of being steward over our businesses rather than owners um, and and that different perspective of the of who owns our business uh, also allows us to have a different perspective on what that success looks like and what we're what we're aiming for. I like what somebody said. Actually, Glenn Reppel, uh, one of our biblical Institute certified teachers, and 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 he pointed out. He said, "Can a own, can a steward lose money?" <laughs> or business and um and and he concludes that no they can't because they don't own it you know and that brought a perspective so as a steward so if i approach my business as his that i don't own it i approach my day as working for him then the loss or gains of that day is not mine but rather his so though I rejoice in the gains, I recognize that it was his glory and for his purposes. I don't go down in the, I don't dwell in the losses because I actually lost nothing for all the owners. Of course, my, I got to just make sure 
that I've, I've approached it, I've handled it in the most responsible manner and in a manner whereby he can be pleased. But outside of that, whether it's a loss or a gain, guess what? I'm off the hook because I apply principles, I live by his instruction, and the outcome is his. Any thoughts on that, guys? That Glenn Ruppel's a smart man. That's a, that's a good thought. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it is true. And I think that what that does is also, um, and I know we're going to talk about some uh, in later, later conversations around uh, the cost of relationships, but you know, that there is a, a tension. If I'm an owner, there is a certain amount of stress that I have on, um, on myself and on the outcome that I, that I produce if I don't have that stewardship mindset. So how do I treat vendors? How do I treat my customers? Because um, of whatever parameter, barometer that I've put as, as a success sign. So um, as opposed to being able to look at this as a steward or manager of the business um, for God, now I can, I can use, as you said, those principles, um, less stress on my life, um, less pressure, um, which has an effect on our health and on our um, and other relationships that we have. Oh, I love it. I love it. Scott, you got something to say about that? Yeah, I mean, just uh, again, piggybacking on what I was saying earlier about uh, the joy, um, the peace, uh, and, and, and the diminished stress that comes from the connection with God. And when, it, when you see yourself as a steward of the business and it's God's business, then when there are problems that arise in the business, like, you know, uh, there's not enough customers uh, in the, the or prospects in the sales funnel, for example, you know, that is now God's business problem, right? So it changes the perspective and you have to go to God and you say, Hey God, your business uh, needs uh, more prospects in the funnel. What are we going to do about this? What are the answers? It's really going to him and asking for those, those answers um, rather than feeling that that's all on you uh, as a steward, you're, you're managing what he's given you. And uh, if he's telling you to spend more time with your family and the grow the business, uh, and you're you're living that out, and there's an issue uh, in the business, then you know you ask him, hey, how how is this being managed here? How are we doing this? I love it. I love it. You know, when we, when we get into it, at a future podcast, we're going to talk about how do we actually walk this out, and uh, and I've got some unique examples to share on that very point that you made, Scott. Very good point. Let's move to self again uh, to our audience. We, we not, we're not going to exhaust all of these points today, but. Again, uh, there's an entire training that we're going to be offering on this, how to, and then there's also a book that we have coming out on this. And so just stay posted, stay tuned. As those kind of come to pass, we'll make sure you, 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 you get a copy or you take part of the training if you choose to do so. Uh, Scott, let, so let's go to self. So, okay, I've got my relationship with God together, okay? I understand that. Now tell me about, other than what Jesus said, Tell me about the importance of this emphasis on self. Can that be a little selfish? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think I think that there is some selfishness to it. I mean, it depends on your perspective, your definition of that. But um, if here's the problem with not focusing on self is uh, you're to love your neighbor or who, who are all these other relationships that we have uh, to manage 
as yourself. And if you're not loving yourself well, you're not going to be able to love your neighbor well. So self-care is really important. And is there some benefit to that? Self-benefit? Of course there is. So, I mean, that's why I say, you know, it can, it can, there is an element of selfishness to it because there's, there is, again, peace and joy. There's fulfillment. There's, there's growth, personal growth that comes from that. Those are all benefits to self. But again, if you, you, you can only give out of what you have uh, in you and to focus on growth and contribution in your own life, in your own spirit, in your own uh, gift, skills and abilities to, to experience fruitfulness and increase there uh, allows you to pour into others. Wow. So, Scott, would you, would you also say that part of the avoiding that self-care, I love how you put it, that self-care to be selfish or self-centered begins with the first point, which is focusing on God. Could you tie those two together for me? Yeah, so tying um, self-care to that relationship with God, right? Well, there there are other philosophies in the world where where it is all about self without the connection to God. And where's that coming from? I mean, I would just question the source. So what what we have in, in the Bible is, is God's word, God's instruction manual for life. There's so much wisdom in there. And that's a good source, right? That's a good place to find out, okay, you know, basically my conversations are, okay, God, who am I? You know, what did you create here? Um, you're my loving father and I'm your son, what does your instruction manual say about how I'm to live and how I'm to manage these relationships? And so that connection, that, that first piece, you know, that, that connection with God and that loving relationship and experiencing a father's love, a perfect heavenly father's love and being a son and then loving myself out of that relationship. You know, if he's crazy about me, then I have no right to not be crazy about myself, right? I, I have no right to not um, uh, appreciate what he's put in me because uh, recognizing where that source is and that, that, uh, that you know, he loves me. So I, I, I need to love myself based on that relationship. I love that. Deborah, any thoughts here about what Scott's share? Well, I think it, it is true. Oftentimes, uh, we don't take care of ourselves. But if we're using Jesus as our example, we see that there were times um, that were noted in the Gospels where Jesus recognized that he had to get away from the crowds um, and be off by himself, either um, uh, most often in prayer. But he left his disciples behind. He left his staff behind and where it took time away. And I think that that gives us that um, permission, but also where we can look for those opportunities um, where we need to be away um, and reflective or in care of ourselves as well. Um, just as we talk about vacations when we started off today, um, you know, rest and um, and relaxation are not bad. They help to re-energize us, help us to see things in a new perspective, and um, and help us to redevelop relationships with those around us, whether it's our family, um, friends, or um, ourselves as well. I've even taken a retreat by myself uh, for a week at a time, and that that opportunity to be away from uh, the uh, routine. 
uh, helps to just uh, renew our minds and our spirits. So important to do. During our recent Nehemiah staff retreat, we we uh, re- we dealt with the we had all the staffs. You guys know all of us have been instructed to put together a a, a life plan, and we've got books for all of us. We have Dennis. Uh, our coach come in and talk to us about it. And it's been really fun to watch, to really put that emphasis with the staff and really all of us be, uh, have that emphasis for us to, to have a personal life plan to focus on self care so that we might be a better resource to uh, the organization. Deborah, if you don't mind sharing, there was a time where you don't feel that you were as focused on self care. And there was some consequence. Could you share a little bit of that example as we transition here? Uh-huh. I think I think that's it. And then you made an adjustment. And let's talk about how it's paid out, how it's how it's um, how how better things have been for you as a result. Sure. You know, um, I was um, well more than a hundred percent, maybe a thousand percent, all in um, in my position with uh, Nehemiah Project. And uh, I worked an excessive amount of hours trying to uh, keep up with the opportunities and the demands of the position. So, you know, it was not uncommon for me to start at five in the morning and still be working at eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Um, you know, you can do that for a short period of time when there is a uh, an immediate need, but for a long period of time, um, months or, or years that starts to take a toll you you i wasn't thinking clearly i wasn't accomplishing as much I had to work harder during that it took a toll on my family um who felt that i had lost touch with them and it became important as i saw that i had to set up boundaries for myself that allowed me to uh, do the work that i love to do but also to be present for the needs of my um, of my family and my friends, and to uh, take better care of my own uh, my own personal health, so that I slept better, um, ate better, just felt better overall, and had a renewed interest in in my position. And you know, things were different. Uh, new opportunities came up, um, and uh, and I felt much better about the work that I'm doing. So it was. Um, it's easy, I think, for us to get caught into that trap of um, there's so much to do, and I'm the only one who can do it, um, and 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 forget that uh, we have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of the business and our family and our relationship with God. Wow, wow! And Deborah, I noticed that since you made that adjustment, you you now take your vacations faithfully. I do. I did not take vacations. Um, I worked on weekends. Uh, I, and it's not that I don't uh, take time as needed, but I um, really had to. I had to put those those uh, barriers, those uh, blocks up for myself, um, so that it didn't consume me. And I think that that becomes. You know, we have to be careful. Work can become an idol, and and we are cautioned against that. And um, so while we have uh, robust work ethics and um, we take a certain amount of pride in those, that we also have to be um, 
aware of when we're falling into that trap. I love it. Guys, I hate to say this, but our time is up. And I know we got a lot more to cover here. What we're going to do in our next uh, session next week, what we'll do is we'll deal a bit with some of the other aspect of relationships that we didn't cover today. And then we'll get into the cost of walking out of those relationships. Now, closing, in closing here, before I wrap us up, um, what what do you guys want our audience to walk away with? If there's one key thing that should, that should walk away, what, what would that be? Uh, Scott, what would that be? Well, for me, it's just, again, from my own life experience, I, I, uh, I attribute um, a lot of peace that comes from putting those relationships in the right priority and it's starting with God. And, and, if, and, and, and when I'm coaching clients, when I'm working with, uh, with other people that are experiencing stress, anxiety, sleepless nights, my first question is always, you know, wonder where they're at with their relationship with God. And I'll ask them and, and invariably they're like, well, that, that could, that could, uh, I could, I could, um, focus more on that. And, and that's going to, you know, invariably, uh, correct course for them. Deborah. Well, I, I echo what Scott said. And I think that, you know, looking at the, um, that scripture that we started off with to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, um, soul and spirit and your neighbor is yourself. You know, uh, I would hope that our listeners would take that verse and really, um, apply it, assess their own lives, and and see how they have their priorities in, in order so that they can make adjustments where needed. Wow, that is awesome. You know, guys, I, you know, I know that we, we didn't finish here, but I mean, this, guys, again, as you listen to this, we're going to have a book on this. There's, there's training on this that you can take advantage of. But uh, to me, I mean, this was really worth at. Just for our, the, for our listeners' uh, help, helpful insight, the verse we're talking about is Matthew chapter 22, uh, 37 um, and, and, and 38. So in that scripture, actually beginning at 36, 37, 38. So that's where you will find that foundation of scripture where Jesus commanded us to love the Lord our God with all our soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. Having said that, to subscribe to this podcast, visit our website, www.kingdombizcoaching.com again www.kingdombizcoaching.com visit our website to subscribe to this podcast and to get resources on how we can serve you in walking these things out also may god give you the grace and favor to build a transformational company that impacts people planet profit and eternity that's our prayer for you today god bless you thank you guys thanks for listening today to find out more and to discover some great resources go to kingdombizcoaching.com that's kingdombiz b-i-z coaching.com if you'd like to get in contact with us our email address is info at kingdombizcoaching.com. And now, may God bless your business today.